0: Holy Hour of Power, UFC Catholicism, (laughs) Ultimate Faithful Catholics. We are your spiritual fitness trainers, and I am the Latin lover of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the Latin lover of Our Lady. Terry Barber, the Lebanese
1: lover of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the Lebanese lover of Our Lady, working together to share the good news of Jesus Christ, to help people get to heaven. That's why Jess and I come here every single day to share the gospel, and I'm honored to be here. And you know, Jesse, I'm going to make a prediction that you and I are going to end up in jail in a few (laughs) years. And I'll tell you why. Don't say that! Because we're not going to compromise on homosexuality. The government, the Biden administration... Is putting laws together that if someone says something negative, like, for example, homosexuality is not consistent with a biblical worldview on sexuality, you go to jail. You know what, Jess? We'll continue to preach. We just won't have a microphone, but we'll be there preaching the word of God to anyone who will listen because just because they're going to throw us in jail, just because they're going to shoot us, you think that's going to stop us from proclaiming the
0: God? That's right around the corner. Yeah, Jess, I really
1: do believe that, bro. And I said it on the air because...
0: Thought control.
1: Yes, exactly. Which,
0: which leads to speech control.
1: Exactly. Well, today, Cardinal Zen, who's been on Virgin Most Powerful many times, he's written a letter to the Senate fathers that we're going to go through. And boy, you know, he, he understands communism. He understands atheistic communism big time. And uh, when we go through that, you'll see what he's, what he's applying to what's going on in Rome today as we speak. Also... Another huge topic: the red Chinese are turning america 's best schools into little red classrooms. We don 't realize that the Chinese uh, are influencing the, ca- the school system by saying, "Oh yeah we'll teach you how to, to we 'll teach the kids how to speak Mandarin and we 'll also teach them how to love communism and hate capitalism that 's what they're doing there, and much, much more. But Jesse, before we get to the good news i 'm laughing. This is a, we call it need-to-know file. (laughs) The Biden administration waives 26 federal laws that they put in when they became in power. What are they allowing? To to build a wall that Trump wanted to build. I just find that ironic because look at the pressure that's going on with illegal immigration that's happening right now. And he's finally doing something and he's making it sound like, yeah, I'm going to build this wall. What was he saying three years ago about a wall? No, you can't do it. that's wrong, Jesse. I just see it as hypocrisy. Also, the effect that the effect that the church's leadership is so weak on the faithful. America's non-religious are growing diverse phenomenon. They really don't like organized religion, and the theme of it all is scandal. They think from the pope down, every single Catholic that is left, it's just a big phonies. They don't believe in it, so why should I? And this is why we speak so boldly, Jesse, about orthodoxy. And we condemn error that's going on. Why? Because it's about the salvation of souls. I'll turn it over to you.
0: Yep. Uh, a couple of more items yep. that I'd like to mention sure. Starbucks mm-hmm. is closing seven San Francisco locations. And
1: what is the reason?
0: <clears throat> because of rampant crime. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So San Francisco is closing seven Starbucks. Uh, because they, uh, there's rampant crime, and uh, that city's been turned into a Democrat hellhole. Yeah, also, mm-hmm. a CVS drugstore in northwest Washington, D.C., located in the Columbus Heights neighborhood, mm-hmm. about 20 blocks north of the White House, is being routinely looted by mobs of 45 or more schoolchildren and others to the point that the CVS store... Just, if you look at pictures, uh, just has uh, mostly bare shelves in aisle after aisle. Uh, The children walk in, the students walk in, they steal, they destroy the merchandise before and after school as well as late at night, uh, while others steal items that apparently end up being sold by nearby street vendors as part of a crime ring that plans robberies around the store's delivery times for products to steal. Chaos, Jesse, chaos. Yeah, again, another Democrat hellhole. Also, um, Bill uh, Bill Clinton, former president, has joined a number of of Democrats in calling for increased immigration control as the effects of the ongoing border crisis threaten New York and other blue states, in addition to calling for migrants to begin working, paying taxes, and paying their way. (laughs) Clinton criticized New York's right to shelter mandate Clinton lives in a New York City suburb. (laughs) Also, Cardinal Zen warns about the Synod synod is pushing sexual immorality. In a September 21st letter to bishops slated to participate in the Synod on Synodality, Cardinal Joseph Zen warned that organizers plan to manipulate the gathering into endorsing sexual immorality. They begin by saying that we must listen to all. Finally, we understand that they what they mean, uh, that there are people who opt for a sexual morality different from that of the Catholic faith. Also, as Terry just said, the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, cited an acute and immediate need to waive dozens of federal laws to build a border wall in South <laughs> Texas where illegal migration has surged. Yeah. It's a sharp contrast to the Biden administration's many dismissals of the use of such barriers in the past wow. under, the, uh, under President uh, uh, Trump. And also, Pope Francis opens a synod with a homily against polarization. Pope Francis said in a homily that the synod is neither a political gathering nor a a polarized parliament, but a time to look at reality. With the gaze of the Lord at the synod, we do not need a a purely natural vision made up of human strategies, political calculations, or ideological battles. And finally, the Pope told journalists covering the Synod that it is a listening event. It's a listening session. And he asked them to avoid creating ideological pressures on participants. He said, let us not forget, brothers and sisters, that the protagonist of the Synod is not us. It is the Holy Spirit. He said, I ask journalists to please make people understand this so that they know that the priority is listening.
1: Wow. Wow. Worldly views, All worldly views. What happened to a biblical worldview? Jesse, let's get a biblical worldview with the good news. We call it the gospel of Jesus Christ.
0: Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. gospel according to Luke, chapter 10. Jesus appointed 72 other disciples whom he sent ahead of him in pairs of every town and place he intended to visit. And, And by the way, most people don't realize that uh, in the Eastern Catholic Church, those 72 disciples, they all were different Catholic bishops in the east of different cities. Bishop of Antioch, Bishop of uh, Armenia. Uh, yeah, they, they were all Catholic bishops. And so they just weren't lay people. goes on to say, He said to them, The harvest is abundant, but the labors are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out labors for, the har- for his harvest. Go on your way. Behold, I am sending you like lambs amongst wolves. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. Into whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this household. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Stay in the house and eat and drink whatever is offered to you, for the labor deserves its payment. Do not move about from one house to another, Whatever town you enter, and they welcome you, eat what is set before you, cure the sick in it, and say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand for you. Whatever town you enter, and they do not receive you, go out into the streets and say, the dust of your town that clings to our feet, even that we shake off against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God is at hand, I tell you. It will be more tolerable for Sodom on that day, uh, for that town, the gospel of the lord praise to you lord jesus christ a couple of things that jump out at me there again the 72 people it's speaking about there this is also there's an old testament pattern in the days of moses moses commissioned 70 elders to be prophets in israel back in the book of numbers chapter 11 verse 24 you also have at another level uh the the 70 it also can refer to in genesis chapter 10 it describes the 70 nations of the ancient world uh, not including israel uh, you also find the harvest is is is, uh, is 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 great but the labors are few this is the picture the harvest is a picture of god's people ready to be gathered into the kingdom and and our lord tells them take no purse no bag no sandals what does he mean by that he's trying to teach them self detachment which is something that we're being taught little by little God is prying our fingers open because we're going to take nothing with us. And so he's basically telling the disciples that they've got to travel light and, and, and unencumbered by the things of the world. Uh, and he also says uh, that, the, that the labor deserves his wages. In other words, ministers of the Gospels should be supported by the believing community. That's always been the case. And we see this, uh, St. Paul talks about his apostolic work. It was compensated back in 1 Corinthians 9.14 and 1 Timothy 5.18. and also, Our Lord also says that if somebody doesn't receive the message, you know, wipe your feet uh, on, on the doormat of his house. That In Hebrew, in, for the Israelites, that's kind of a symbolic act of judgment. Uh, Terry, take it Well,
1: up. you know, Jesse, I'm listening. I can't wait. When we come back from the break, I'm not going to give what Sheen had to say because you're going to watch a video... To set the stage on why what Sheen said, there's no sense in saying anything is wrong unless we know what is right. When you see this video, you're going to see that, is this Las Vegas, Nevada, or Rome, Italy? And this is scandal. This is driving people away from the church. So we want to expose it because we know what's right. And if if there wasn't something right, then it wouldn't bother me or anyone else. But we know this is undermining the faith. Stay with us, family. You're listening to the Terry and but so We're too blessed to be stressed. We're too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, we'd be billionaires because our hope is in Jesus Christ. Stay with us, family. <laughs> hey, Jess, one of our listeners from Costa Rica. Yeah, South America, you know says, hey, I, I'm off school. I'm listening to you guys. Keep it up. So I say, God love him. All around the world, Jesse, people are listening to these two knuckleheads who love Jesus Christ and His Bride, the Church. Just this video, I'd like to have in play to set the stage of why we're so um, disturbed about what's going on in our church. Because when I when you see this, I'm like, is this liturgical dancing? Is this is this uh, Las Vegas, Nevada dancing? And uh, it's at Pope Paul VI Hall with the Holy Father and other high officials of the church. And I'm asking myself, what's the purpose of this? So let's play it, then we'll talk about it. <laughs> is this las vegas nevada or is this rome italy jesse come on give me a break
0: this is scandalous terry
1: yeah we shouldn't have this
0: this is yeah this is the infilt the infiltration of the catholic church this is uh you know terry when when i look at that video yeah i'll tell you what comes to mind for me tell me what comes to mind is is uh what uh I think it was Pope Paul VI, Terry. Mm-hmm. He he said that the Catholic Church, he said this back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Ah, I found the quote. 1968, Pope Paul VI. The church finds herself in an hour of anxiety. Yep. A disturbed period of self-criticism. That's it. Or what would even be better called self-demolition. Destru- yep, I remember. Auto-destruction. That. Yep, yep. He says... It's almost as if the church were attacking itself. It's as if the church were destroying herself. Yeah. Pope Paul VI, 1968. That video shows exactly what Pope Paul VI was warning us about. The self-demolition, the auto-destruction of the Catholic Church at the hands of Pope Francis and the Jesuits.
1: Wow. Wow and wow. That's exactly Now, does this set us right up to Cardinal Zen? We talked about a letter, Jess that uh we've got on our calendar (coughs) the cardinal zen wrote a letter to the holy see to the holy father asking um you know hey i'm concerned about some of the tap tactics that they're using in in regards to uh the conference and he says this he says the senate points to communist tactics being applied in the church, Jesse, you've said that we've said that, but this is Cardinal Zen. I think he's a little bit more qualified to speak about communism oh, than yeah. you or I, Jess. Well, he, he lived it. through it. Let's talk about that. Yeah,
0: some of the things he said. Let me just some quotes. I'll pull out. Yeah, good. He says the the organizers of the synod yep, begin by saying, "We must listen to all." He wrote, uh, according to the uh, to the pillar. Little by little, they make us understand that among the all are those whom we have excluded. Finally, we understand what they mean, what they mean are people who opt for a sexual immorality different from that of the Catholic tradition. Yep. Often they claim not to have an agenda. The cardinal added. Maloney. This is truly an offense to our intelligence. Well said. Anybody can see what they're aiming at. Yeah. So he wrote a six-page letter. It was the the pillar broke the story. <clears throat> and uh, Cardinal Zen, his perception is that the organizers are trying to establish a democratic system in the church, which is against the hierarchical hierarchical structure of the church as established by Christ himself. And so Cardinal Zen, he expressed his set his even greater confusion and worry at what he perceives to be a concerted effort to use the synod to establish democracy in the place of the church's sacramental hierarchy (laughs) as the means of establishing doctrine.
1: It's crazy. We've never done this before. This is why this is ludicrous what's going on, folks. We need to pray and make reparation for these things that are sacrilegious that you just saw that we need to be praying for. The cardinal admitted malicious suspicion that the synodal process originally announced to conclude after a single session in Rome this October. But it was extended by a year. And here's what he thinks it is, because the organizers are not sure they'll be able to reach during this session their goals and are opting for more time to maneuver themselves. And I I say this, Jesse, because many of them have said already before the conference, get ready for some big surprises, they're telling the delegates. What do they mean by surprises? I think they, they want to change what the structure of the church is. he have been saying it for weeks, Yes,
0: and, and that's why Pope Francis, for the last nine, ten years, Yeah, he's been using this term called the God of surprises. Yes. That's a famous phrase that he keeps using. And I scratch my head every time I hear <laughs> that because I just say, where's that in the Bible? Yeah. Where's, <laughs> where's that in tradition? Yeah. The God of surprises. Terry, this is how the Episcopalian denomination was destroyed in America. In the 1950s. Yeah, they yep. started having synods, yep. and that's how they started. They went from kind of a kind of a you know more a conservative uh, yep. a Protestant denomination to an absolutely woke Protestant denomination, which is basically uh, they, dissolved. They, yeah, they they basically dissolved. They they they, all, they they won't exist in another ten years. That's theory. right. Yeah, um, Cardinal Zen says, in the eyes, in his eyes, the synodal secretary of staff. Is very efficient at the art of manipulation.
1: Yeah, how do they mani- how, do tell? Because he has an interesting way. He's he's using that. He's saying that they, it's the same technique communism uses.
0: What? But he, yeah, he, in the in the in that in the top of the article. Yeah. Here's what the left does, Terry. Come Jim. And I, I've been seeing this since psh, since I really re- reintegrated back in the church. You'll hear the left, the Catholic left. They're always saying, "Oh." Uh, the Spirit told me. They won't even say the Holy Spirit, Terry. They'll just say, the Spirit told me. Or it's from the Spirit. Okay? Yeah, I wonder what Spirit they're talking about. They, the le- The Catholic left won't even say Holy Spirit. Right. They don't say that. They go, it's the Spirit. The Spirit told me. So it's right there. It, here, here, Here's the paragraph. It says, it is clear to the Chinese prelate, Cardinal Zen, that the results of the Synod are already prepared. Yep. The pillar reports his words as saying that participants have been invited to expect surprises from the Spirit. The typical Catholic modernist, you know, uh, uh, language of the left. From the Spirit, yeah. And that such language seems to imply a predetermined outcome for the Synod. Evidently, they already informed which surprises to expect were Zen's own words. Zen believes these small language groups... In which the topics of the Synod are being discussed are meant to help with the manipulation of the Synod's outcome. In other words, this is Vatican III, okay? In case you're wondering.
1: Slam it down our throats.
0: Yeah. In his eyes, the Synodal Secretary of Staff, again, is very efficient at the art of manipulation. Let me go down to the next two paragraphs. It says Zen, on the background of his experience with Chinese communist tactics, sees methods in play that pretend to be democratic. But in reality, are manipulative and revolutionary, wow. just as in communism. The German priest, Father Frank Unterholt, in his own analysis of the Senate, called it the October Revolution of the Catholic Church. Yep.
1: Can I jump in and just yep. say one thing, Jesse? Cardinal Zen had wanted to talk to Pope Francis for years, okay? For years. He won't talk to him. He won't talk to him. But Father James Martin can talk to him any time. The point of it is... Hollywood
0: actors, Hollywood actors. Exactly,
1: anybody. But Cardinal Zen comes from a communist country. He's seen it for what it is. He saw the deal with China that the Holy Father cut and said, this is bad for my people. And again, you won't even visit with him when he comes to, as as a represent... This is what cardinals are supposed to be doing, advising the uh, the Holy Father. And so I think uh, Cardinal Zen at age 91, Jesse, if this guy doesn't give you and I inspiration, here he is, 91 years old on a cane, and he's and he's writing letters, he's, he's going places, evangelizing. I mean, to me, Jesse, this is the kind of guy that I want leading the Catholic Church. And I'll be honest with you, I don't want someone who's with the world. And I see Pope Francis is just compromised with the world. And I see Cardinal Zen saying, no, we have to have a supernatural view. And it's sad to have to say this, Jesse, but he can't be spoke. He, he will not. His voice is being held back, but not here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio and other groups like us, because it's the truth.
0: Terry, Cardinal Zen has no voice in this, cur- I know. With this current papacy. No, he doesn't. Yeah. It's
1: sad because he's got so much to offer the church. This man, for 91 years of his life, I know the history of him. The guy's been in love with the church. He's dealt with atheistic communism up front. And he doesn't waver, dude.
0: I know. Terry what we're seeing right now is the Trojan horse in the city of exactly. God. Exactly. Dr. Dietrich von Hildebrand, he wrote about it yeah. in his book called the uh, the uh, the the Catholic crisis explained. Yes. And he said what did he said? He wrote in these he wrote in that book he says the active work of destruction of the holy church is in high gear. Wow. He said that in 1973. A year before that, Pope Paul VI said in 1972, The smoke of Satan has entered the Church of God. There is doubt, There is doubt. uncertainty, problems, unrest, dissatisfaction, confrontation. Uh, yeah. Going back to this, the article. There's a lot here. Yeah. In light of these developments that are so harmful to the faithful and the Catholic Church. Yeah. Uh, a reflection on democratic centralism in the Catholic Church. It was written by the, by the deceased Doctor Robert Hickson, and there's yeah. a link there. You can you can read the oh, link. Yeah. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go down yeah. to the bottom now.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, to the bottom of this article. Uh, it's where it says. Uh, it says, Francois Foret's own lapidary sentence candidly said the following: Modern democracy is dependent upon a hidden Oligarchy, which is contrary to its principles, but indispensable to its functioning. Let me see that again. Modern democracy is dependent upon a hidden oligarchy. That means the the power between a couple of rich and few people. That's an oligarchy. Mm -hmm. Which is contrary to its principles, but indispensable to its functioning. And then, Arnaud de La Salle added his own lucid inference from perspicacious words of Ferret's own insight. Modern democracy is built upon and depends upon a deception. That's where we must start. Wow. Thus begins the breaking of the trust for the greatest social effect of the lie is that it breaks trust and we soon discover the rancid fruits of such perfidy and intimately broken trust. That's where we're at right now, Terry. The trust has been broken.
1: You got it, Justin. We're going to talk about more about this article and much more here on the Terry and Jesse show on Virgin's most powerful radio. We're going to tie it into the French Revolution. What? Yep. Much more favorite.
0: Hit it, Wow. We are back. Cardinal Zen is making some powerful. Yep. Some 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 powerful uh, observations about the synod. <clears throat> I'm going to go to the very bottom here, the la- the second to last paragraph. And
1: Jesse, before you do that, I just want to throw one more thing that's not in the article, but you and I talked about this for years about people who say the uh, the Constitution of the United States is a living document, meaning that it can change. And we see right now the Constitution in our own country not being adhered to because, again. It's being, decept- there's deception being done. They say the Constitution, oh yeah, but what they mean by the Constitution is not what it says. They look at it, what it means. And this is, again, a tactic of the, the uh, left. So I just wanted to say that. Continue.
0: Yeah. It says here, in his candid report from Rome on, mm-hmm. on the 12th of October, 2015, entitled right. 13 Cardinals Have Written to the Pope, yeah. here is the letter. Sandro Magister has revealed some important facts and maneuvers concerning the ongoing synod of bishops on the the family. A portion of this report is pertinent to our own suspicious consideration of democracy as such, Mm -hmm. wherever we hear the word, and also to the evidence confirming an entirely expected centralized oligarchic manipulation of the putatively open synodal process. (laughs) And here's what Sandro Magister says. And I'll tell you what that centralized oligarchic uh, society is, it's called the St. Gallen mafia. It's called the homosexuals that are running the church in the highest places. Yep. That that's the centralized oligarchic manipulation that we're finding. So the, the last paragraph of the article, which is, it's kind of the meat of it says here on the afternoon of the same Monday, October 5th, during the first discussion in the plenary synodal assembly, Cardinal Powell from, from Australia and other Synod Fathers <clears throat> referred to some of the questions presented in the letter to the Pope, personally and privately by more than 10 cardinals. Pope Francis was there and listening, and the next morning on Tuesday, October 6th, he spoke. The text of these unscheduled remarks has not been made public, but only summarized verbally by Father Federico Lombardi, S.J., and in writing by a Romano. To this account from the Romano, Father Lombardi added that the decisions of method were also shared and approved by the Pope and therefore cannot be brought back into discussion. So we're talking (laughs) about the first synod, the first family synod. Yes. So the Pope basically told the 10 Cardinals. I'm in charge. Yeah. Yeah. Here it is. The decisions of method were also shared and approved by the Pope and therefore cannot be brought back into discussion. Shut up and just sit there. That's what that's basically. And, and Jesse, and if I can
1: just back up, because we got the... I want to mention that Pope Francis warned us back in 2013 down in Brazil at the youth, youth conference when he told everybody to make a mess and that he would do this. And he also even talked about later years that it might be a schism because of what he's doing. So he seems to have full consent of his intellect and knowing exactly what he's doing. So I would say... Based on what he says, Jesse, he knows exactly what he's trying to do, and that is to be, make the church not a hierarchical church, but more like a Protestant church that each country decides on. Whether well, you want to bless homosexual unions, you could do it in Africa, or not in Africa, but you could do it in Germany. And you see, that's not the Catholic church. Continue.
0: That's right. Terry, what Cardinal Zen is doing here is he's showing the infiltration of communism in the church. Yes. And he's demonstrating the communist philosophy that's been embraced by the church yes. currently. And uh, this, is, this is predicted, in fact, by a Mormon a long time ago. There's a Mormon, uh, he passed away in 2006. His name's Cleon Skousen. He wrote the book, The Naked Communist, back in 1958. Oh, yeah. He was a conservative uh, political theorist he was he was a mormon he was a man of faith but he and he talks about the marxist leninist strategy to control all governments and to control the world and he gives a list of 45 communist goals yeah here is goal number 27 which which pertains to us he says communism will infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion makes sense Communism will discredit the Bible and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which does not need a religious crutch. Communism will introduce liberation theology movement within the Catholic Church and the radical social justice movements within various Protestant denominations, all advocating redistribution of wealth and socialism." there the it son, is, Terry. Jesse,
1: you just co- covered the whole thing in about <laughs> 90 seconds. That's exactly what's going on. And, and Jesse, let's be honest. They got to get rid of people like you and myself. They got to close us up because what we're telling people is we're exposing their agenda as something coming from the pit of hell.
0: And if somebody really wants to say, I really want to know more about this, Jess and Terry, where can I learn more about this. I would invite you to watch. A wolf in sheep's clothing. You, you can watch it on the internet. It's on most of the platforms. Yeah. It was put out by EWTN. It was narrated by Father Mitch Pacwa. Yep. And the wolf in sheep's clothing, specifically part one, it does a deep dive into communism and socialism and the way it invaded the Catholic Church through, you know, people like Saul Alinsky, Bella Dodd, oh, and yeah. others. So if you want if, you, if you're thinking, well, oh, Jess and Terry, these guys are these guys are Looney Tunes are out to lunch. Huh. <laughs> no, you can look at the uh, the, the well done documentary called A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing Part One put out by EWTN. And it lays it all. It, it lays it all out there, Terry. It lays it all out it, there.
1: Uh, and Jesse, in that presentation, they talk about Zelensky's book Rules for Radicals. Yeah. Even if they don't watch that, you should get a copy of that book because when you see the rules for radicals i mean check this out hillary clinton when she was in school she did her dissertation on that under Saul solinsky does that say anything about the clintons i i can't say any more
0: yeah and and uh it, the the democrats here in america they've really they've really embraced communist principles and the Democrats—they're hell bent on exterminating the Catholic Church. That's right. They're going after traditional Catholics, pro-life Catholics. Yep. And uh, the Democrats are basically going after any organization that's not controlled by the state. That organization has got to be destroyed. And it reminds me, Terry, of uh, of the the mind behind communism, Karl Marx. Oh yeah. He made no bones about his ultimate objective, uh, and nor did his followers. For example, one of his uh, one of the the followers, Antonio Gramsci, he's the founder of the Italian Communist Party. Yeah, he publicly stated the need to destroy the Catholic Church. Yeah. What we're seeing right now, the attack on Catholicism, this is this is Gramsci co- communism. But- this Italian communist, the founder, he publicly stated that we have to destroy the Catholic Church, and we also see communist parties in Europe, and the United States. They made it a priority. To take over the church's hierarchy, yep. Terry, and you know in South America that the KGB's creation of the so-called liberation theology—that right. that's pretty much su- successfully wiped out Orthodox Catholicism on on those continent and that continent.
1: And you know what the funny? The funny, the ironic thing about all of this: Paul VI, which you quoted back in 1968, said it was happening then, and we see right now a call back to the 1960s, the late 60s. And we see the same thing happening. We're being destroyed from within. The people who you think are going to keep the faith aren't doing that. They're undermining the faith. But I also want to quote Archbishop Sheen. We're going to have a conference coming up on the 14th of of October. And and I just found out the church militants giving us a cassock that Fulton Sheen wore. We will have it at the conference. Also a mitre that Bishop Sheen held. But Bishop Sheen said this. Who's going to save the church in the early 70s? Well, we keep repeating. It's the laity. See, we're saving the church through our prayers and our actions. But also, what we're saying is we're calling them out to say, wait a minute, you made a promise when you were a bishop and a priest. Keep your promise. Just like Jess Romero, you keep your promise about your marriage with Anita. Terry Barber, keep your promise. So what we're doing, Jesse, is we're calling them to accountability. And you know what? Some of the people in the church... Just don't like that, and I, you know what I say to him? Too bad,
0: Terry. It, this all reminds me of a book that came out in nineteen seventy nine. It's called "The Battle for the American Church." My senior George Kelly. Yep, he said in that book, he says, "quote There is a guerrilla type warfare going in going on inside the Catholic Church." Yes. He also said, "The church goes where its leaders take it." That, yep. W- what does that mean? In other words, weak leadership breeds a weak church strong leadership breeds a strong church is it a wonder that more that that right now more catholic churches have closed under pope francis than any other pope yeah is it a wonder that less seminarians are entering seminary under pope francis than any other pope is it a wonder that there's less catholics going to mass around the world under pope francis than any other pope all i could say is You will know them by their fruits.
1: Jesse, you said it and you nailed it. And I would also encourage people to read the books that we just talked about. It's all there. And you know, again, this is true charity. What charity is, is when you give... You know what? St. Thomas Aquinas said, will the good of the other. I will the good of the other, whether it's the Pope or Cardinals. And you know what I will it with? The truth of the gospel. Not my personal opinion. I want them to lead us and as Monsignor George Kelly was a very good friend of mine who influenced me when I was in my 20s, okay, I would redo recordings for his uh, conferences that he would do, and he really did tell me that, Jesse. He said, Terry, where's the church going, where its leaders take them? And so we have leadership in the church that's leading us away from the gospel and leading us to a world-made religion that says, let's go on popular vote and that's just not what the catholic church has been doing for 2000 years and that's why our voice says in charity repent and believe in the gospel
0: that's right we're yeah we're calling our our, our fathers our spiritual fathers they need to repent and they need to come back just like we do just like lay Amen. people we we we've got to come back repent can, can have contrition confess and amend our lives just because you got a roman collar and a mitre doesn't mean you can bypass repenting, confessing, contrition, and amending your life. Amen. You cannot bypass that system.
1: It's the truth that sets us free, and we're going to talk about the red Chinese that are trying to turn America's best schools into little red classrooms. Stay with us, family. We'll be back with more on the Terry and Jesse Show. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888 888- 888 526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse.
0: Well, our schools have been under attack, Terry. I remember. Time. I remember years ago. Tell me. I think the school started the, the attack started back in God the early out. '60s when we threw God out of the system. Yeah, they, 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 the schools, the hair. public schools, started embracing secular humanism. Yep. Remember, they, Colson, uh,
1: William Colson th- talked about it.
0: They threw out they threw out prayer from public school. Yep. They threw out Bible reading from public school. Right. They got rid of religious songs from public school. Yep. And so the secular humanism back in the early 60s, it became the official religion of, of public schools here in America. And, and and now instead of God being the measure of all things, man is the measure of all things. But, uh, yeah, this uh, well-written article by our friends at TFP, the American yep. East Fatima.
1: Yep.
0: They're saying uh, the Red Chinese are turning America's best schools into little red classrooms. And
1: how are they doing it, Jess?
0: Yeah. is uh, Most educated Americans would be happy to hear that their local schools offer students a chance to learn exactly. Mandarin Chinese.
1: Yeah.
0: Given Chinese growing importance, many opportunities in business, academia, and diplomacy are open to those with such skills. However, offering foreign languages or world languages to use the preferred academic term is difficult for modern schools. They require teachers with specific training. Relatively few students want to take them. Since those students tend to be high achievers in other disciplines, matching a class of those students with that particular teacher creates scheduling nightmares. What happens if three French level three students also want to take marine biology and the only section of both classes occurs simultaneously. Yeah. Therefore, the classes tend to be small and expensive. That's
1: right.
0: Despite the undoubted advantages to students, relatively few schools offer classes in Mandarin Chinese. The same case applies to Japanese and Russian. Even courses in French, French and German are increasingly rare. Assume then... That a gentleman walks into a superintendent's I'm office. I'm going to solve your problem. Go ahead, Jess. Yeah, offering to underwrite the expense of offering Mandarin Chinese. Exactly. The nonprofit organization uh, that that the gentleman represents will also help locate a qualified teacher and set up a date to ma- to and set up a date for materials. The school need only provide the classroom and the students. Exactly. So at first glance, you're going to say, Ah, this is a no brainer. Do it. The superintendent gets a chance to announce a groundbreaking program. The school board can boast about superiority over other areas, other area school districts. The students gain opportunities that few others share. The parents like it, and so do the taxpayers. Everybody wins. Ah, here it is. Here comes everybody. However, lurking behind a labyrinth of nonprofit organizations lies the Communist Chinese Party. Surprise!
1: Surprise! Surprise! Jesse, keep going.
0: With its nearly limitless resources for the Chinese Communist Party, there is no desire to further the education of U.S. students. They want two things, to burnish China's international reputation and to propagandize America's young. And they've done a good job since the 60s, Terry. Yeah. So they they they're spreading a lot of dollars, they're spreading a lot of propaganda. And let me go where it says one of America's best schools. Yeah. Located in Alexandria, Virginia,
1: right next to Washington D.C.
0: Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology. Yeah, right, pretty close to the US Capitol building. Yep. According to US News and World Reports rankings, it is the best school in Virginia, right, and number 5 in the nation. Yep. Uh, the school offers courses like DNA Science, Advanced Marine Biology, Automation and Robotics, Architectural Drawing and Design, Research Statistics, and AP Calculus. It, uh, it's TJHSST boasts of 15 specialized research labs, ranging from astronomy and astrophysics to oceanography and geophysical systems, where 50% of Virginia students are <laughs> proficient in mathematics Thomas Jefferson boasts a perfect 100%. You're getting the
1: best. best.
0: Yep, the same score holds for reading and science. All of its students take at least one advanced placement course. Thomas Jefferson's high foreign language program also shines. That department employs 13 faculty members who teach French, German, Japanese, Latin, Russian, uh, uh, Spanish, and Chinese. Here it is. The school has also received. Considerable money from the Chinese government. Of course, that money has not come directly from the CCP, Ooh. but rather through the several other organizations. This is how they launder their money. Follow the money, Jeff. Yeah, it's called. Here's one of the organizations that where yeah, the perfect. Chinese launder their money through them. Mm-hmm. It's called Parents Defending Education.
1: Doesn't that sound reasonable, Like right there? That's a great. Yeah, name. most Americans say yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, let's. Yeah, go ahead, Terry. Pick it up.
1: All right. Fairfax County Public Schools TJ Partnership Fund has received over a million dollars worth of donations from the Chinese interests since two thousand fourteen. Documents reveal that this five hundred one c three, so they get tax deductible donations, receives funding in about a half a bill, half a million dollars from the Sherbelt HK and two hundred and fifty thousand from the Tulunga University Beijing and the Amundsen Foundation, respectively. Now, Jesse, this is all coming from Chinese money. The full name of the HK is Shareable Department Store Holding China Ah. LPD. There's the facts. It's a corporation. Charter is registered in the Cayman Islands. However, its primary field is action in China. According to the PDE, the company, its subsidiaries, Subsidiaries are principally engaged in department store operations, (laughs) property development, (laughs) provisions of property development, consulting services of who? Red China. Mm. Keep going, Jess.
0: Readers who ask, why would a Chinese real estate investment firm be sending money to a high school in Virginia? (laughs) Well, you're in good company asking that question. Thomas Jefferson's connection to the Amazon Education and Cultural Education Exchange Foundation makes more sense. Despite its occidental sounding name, it too has significant Chinese links. Its executive vice chair, Shan, Shan Zhang, acknowledged the foundation's role in establishing the first STEM high school in China. Wow. And until recently, most of the money passed from the Chinese Communist Party through university level outreaches called Confucius Institute.
1: Another interesting title. Go ahead.
0: It was one of the institutes then that passed the money to the schools. However, the institutes are not products of Chinese altruism. On July 17, 2020, Attorney General William Barr openly criticized them. The Chinese Communist Party also seeks to infiltrate, censor, or co-opt American academic and research institutions. For example, dozens of American universities host Chinese government-funded Confucius Institutes, which have been accused of pressuring host universities in silence discussion or cancel events on topics considered controversial by Beijing.
1: This is incredible, Jesse.
0: Almost immediately, many institutes ceased operation. It isn't likely, however, that the Chinese have abandoned the goal. Most likely, the public notice only signaled a change in methodology.
1: They're going to change their method, but the same goal.
0: As Little Red Classroom shows, the amount that Thomas Jefferson High received is unusually high. Grants and gifts between 10,000 and 20,000 are far more common. However, the intentions that largesse are much the same by providing books and other materials, as well as recommending teachers, the CCP is spreading its tentacles into classrooms from Maine to California. Terry, and take you know, it away. Jesse,
1: what they really try to do is they want to deal with people who don't see China as a threat. Uh-huh. And that's people who are ignorant, who have with no knowledge. Because the vast majority of the public school administrators, already possess liberal inclinations. See, Jesse? They think, oh yeah, no China, oh, no problem, communism. Such people generally are far less likely to recognize a leftist tilt in instructional materials. Second, the Chinese understand the art of sublity. The CP doesn't stamp Chris, um, Chairman Mao's likeness to the covers of the book. That would be too obvious. Nobody will find the virulent statements of Mao's little red book in them. Instead, they will be statements about fellowship, community, partnership that are easy for young people to X. And Jesse, thirdly, we got time. Now, you know, hit it, Jesse. Talk faster. The, in,
0: the indirect distribution of money provides what the politicians call plausible deniability. Yeah. As seen in the Thomas Jefferson School, the, the Chinese Communist Party passes the cash, here it is, to an international corporation. The corporation... Funds an ostensibly private foundation. The foundation bankrolls the university program. The university then makes a grant to local school systems. Such precautions make it easy for supporters to accuse critics of seeing a communist under every bed. However, the concealed nature of this threat only makes it more dangerous. The CCP is well aware of that fact. It is truth however that passes unnoticed in the halls of academic bureaucracy.
1: And you know Jesse, this is because we have what we call low information people about the faith and about politics and about just in general in life. Too many people have their their blinders on. They don't see things as a threat. They see everybody's just going to get along because, you know, we're all on the same page. Can I wake up everybody? That communists are not on the same page Communi- atheistic communism is out to destroy everything you have when it comes to freedom. Just look at what what the church is in China, where a priest can 't even make a hom- can 't even preach a homily without first giving it to the government and saying, "Is this okay, and we have to support atheistic policies by you know preaching this is compromise and and it's at its worst port and I think the this whole article basically says that the communists of China are trying to spread their influence all over the world and they're willing to pay for it.
0: At the very least, we know that communism infiltrated the Catholic Church in the early 50s oh, yeah. or even before that because it was Bella Dodd that gave us that testimony in the early 50s. So yeah. it, uh, communism infiltrated the Catholic Church probably in the 30s and 40s, very early on. And we believe that the driving force behind Catholics leaving the church is years and years... Of communist, atheistic, secular humanist ideology invading and corrupting our culture. Again, just like this article demonstrates, they started taking over our education, the mass media, and now they're taking over world governments to spread poisonous misinformation targeting Catholics. And now, Terry, they're even collaborating and cavorting with the Vatican.
1: One more book let's recommend. Is it 1031, Jesse?
0: Yeah, Aa aa apost- a- a- anti-apostle, ten thirty-one. That's
1: another book on my shelf that's good about communism. Jesse Romero, you're on your way to the Holy Land. Uh, please pray for my brother and his wife that they have oh, a holy trip absolutely. and that they come back inspired about even more about our Lord and Savior because they're going to be right where Jesus walked. Yes, what state should we be living in, brother?
0: Let's all live in a state of sanctifying grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Remember, become holy or die trying. And make sure that before you drop dead, you leave it all out on the field for Jesus Christ.
1: Amen. And let's remember what Our Lady of Fatima said, that souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Would you please pray and offer sacrifices for the salvation of souls? Unite your sufferings, with Jesus Christ on the cross that has infinite value. Stay with us. We've got Dr. Sandoval up next here on our network. Download our free app, at dmpr.org god